Hello and welcome to the first episode of Spilling the Tea podcast. I'm your host, I'm Ashling from AOK Nutrition, in case you don't know me. I'm so excited to be finally doing this today. I think this is something I've been asked to do for years and I've been on loads of the people's podcasts, which I'm always so grateful for. But finally, the time has come where I can just give you all of my word vomit, I always call it, <laughs> in one place. And literally, gals, my goal is that you don't need me anymore. I know that sounds mad when literally my whole business is seeing clients one-on-one, but if the knowledge I can bring you today makes like helps you don't have to be back and forth to your doctor and you have better periods and you don't need to be waiting for an appointment with me well then my job is done one thing i will say about these things is these are things we should have been taught in school i'm starting with the basics today and that is how your cycle works and i think 90% of women that I see when I ask them, do you have any idea how your cycle works? They're like, oh no, I actually don't. But I'm like, no one does. Like literally, (laughs) you're not alone, which is absolutely mental because over half the population in the world has periods and none of us have a clue about what's going on. Hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll have a little bit more insight and you'll be able to take away some simple tips I'm going to share with you today. So let's spill the tea. I thought we'd just start with the basics because questions I get constantly on Instagram are just things like, when am I getting my period? And how do I know when I'm ovulating? And basically, guys, this is things we should actually know. And it's quite frustrating sometimes because I'm like, why were we not taught this in school? I know for me anyway, when I was back in like first year and then again in fourth year, like we're learning about like tampons and pads and Yes, that's helpful, but it's more helpful to know the six days of the month when you can get pregnant. And that is what we're going to talk about today. I want to go in first on why I'm doing this podcast. My goal at the end of this is that you will never need to come to see me for a consultation. (laughs) And obviously that is a big statement to make when my whole business is seeing clients one-on-one. But my goal here is to educate you so you don't need me. So you can go on and follow these simple tips yourself because knowledge is power. And like I said already, we're supposed to know these things. Literally over half the population have periods. Why do we not know why we feel crazy a few days before? Why do we not know how come I was really strong today in the gym? Imagine if we understood why we're feeling this way. We would literally have so much power. So what we're going to be talking today is how your cycle works. And the first massive statement I want to make is ovulation is not just for making babies. And next time your GP or a medical professional or someone tells you, ah, sure, come back to me when I get pregnant. Why does it matter you have no period? Please link them to this podcast and make them listen to it. Because ovulation is the way we make our hormones. And I'm going to talk about today why that's so important. Now, little disclaimer, if you were listening to this and you were currently on hormonal birth control, none of this applies to you. So the pill, the marina coil, the patch, the bar, the ring, the list goes on. If you were on hormonal birth control, most of these work by switching off your hormones. And I kind of feel like that's so not something that was told to us when you're going in, getting the pill. Like I know years ago when I was in my 20s in college, you just be like, oh, that's brilliant. I can't get pregnant. Not realizing that the side effects that come with that are switching off your hormones. 
low libido, vaginal dryness, <laughs> anxiety, worse gut health. I'm going to do a whole episode on the pill. So we will definitely come back to this. But what I want you to really just keep in mind that if you're listening to this and you're on hormonal birth control, this is what you are missing. If you are feeling flat, if you're feeling you're just going through the motions, if you feel like your anxiety has gotten so much worse since you started on the pill, this is the reason why. And these are things that I see so much with clients, even sex drive guys. Like how ironic is it that so many girls go on the pill? The minute you start having, the minute you start having sex because you don't want to get pregnant, which is fair enough, power to you. Like I'm all for that. But the pill also kills your libido. So I'm like, okay, everyone's on the pill, but no one's having sex anyway. Like, I just think it's so ironic because it's like almost doubles up as a contraceptive in itself. But anyway, that's what I want you to just keep in mind that you may consider coming off the pill. And again, by the end of my podcast series, you will know exactly how to do that. So without further ado, let's spill the tea on how your cycle works. Okay, let's start with the basics. First of all, what is a normal cycle? I would say anywhere from 25 days to 32 days is considered normal. So I think we kind of need to get that kind of 28 day cycle um, out of our heads. Like I know if I do have a 28 day cycle, I am like, I am a goddess. <laughs> like you feel like you are literally the best thing ever, but it doesn't always happen. Like me personally, my cycle is always around like 25, 26 days. So that's your kind of window that you're looking at. Now, if it's less than 25 days, we would definitely consider that too short. And if it's longer than 32 days, generally that might be a little bit long. And usually those people might have either hormonal imbalance or you might suffer a lot with heavy periods or literally feeling like an antichrist of week before you get your period. So generally you want to keep it between the 25 to 32 day cycle. Um, everybody is different. The first thing to understand is your cycle is basically broken up into two sections. We have our estrogen phase in the first half of your cycle and we have your progesterone phase in the second half of your cycle. So let's look into that first half of your cycle. First of all, it is so normal to feel really tired, want to murder your husband for chewing too loud, <laughs> crying at a random ad on the TV the day before you get your period. Like it's normal to feel a little bit off or you might go to the gym and be like so weak, you can't lift weights as heavy. You might be really hungry the day before, your sleep might be all over the place. And this is because the day before you get your period, it's like as if all your hormones drop, you're running an empty for a day, you get your period the next day and you're like, oh, that why I was, I was crazy yesterday. But you should only feel like that for 24 hours before, if even. Like sometimes the goal is actually, I would say to clients, is you get your period and you're like, oh my God, I forgot I was getting that today. That's mad. And some of you listening are probably like, that is unheard of. That has never happened to me before. But it can happen. I promise you it can happen. And this is what we're, this is our goal. This is what we're working towards. So the day before you get your period, feel a bit off. Your boobs might be sore, anxiety, sugar cravings sleep problems, constipation, the works. Once you get your period, you generally feel much, much better, especially in relation to your mood. Now, this is because your hormone called estrogen kicks in. And your estrogen is that real kind of like your get up and go hormone. So it's your motivation, your sex drive, your kind of your pep in your step, your energy. And like, even when I say sex drive, I think people automatically think like having sex, which obviously <laughs> that is one of the things. But like your libido or your, your sex drive, it's almost like your, 
your energy. It's like your zest for life. It's like that kind of your grab things by two hands. Like that's kind of the way I describe it to clients. And obviously we want that. Like, you you know, I think when people in that first half of your cycle, you do feel better. You do, do, you do have those better days in the gym. You do randomly sprinkling your wardrobes that you've been putting off for a few weeks. Like it is that kind of start of your cycle where you're, you're meant to feel a little bit better. The most important thing to remember about estrogen is estrogen makes things grow, specifically your period. So think of your period like a water balloon and estrogen fills up this water balloon. And if we've a normal amount of estrogen, fabulous, period, normal, not too heavy. If we've too much, what's going to happen is that balloon gets filled up too much and we get really heavy periods. Or if we don't have enough estrogen, your periods are either very, very light or you actually don't ovulate. So estrogen continues to rise the whole way through the first kind of say two weeks of your cycle. And once it peaks, then you ovulate. Now, I mentioned there a second ago, estrogen makes things grow. So yes, your period, but also as well, we have good estrogen, which is the happy and horny and you feel amazing. (laughs) And then we have not so good estrogen as well, which just basically makes your boobs sore and makes your periods heavy, literally like not ideal. So that feeling most women get before you get your period like sore boobs which is you're about like four times bigger <laughs> we all have our period bras <laughs> and um you know you just feel a bit heavy and swollen you might be a little bit constipated they're all signs of too much estrogen in your system so there's a very very fine line the goal here is like we want to keep that balance now like I mentioned once estrogen peaks you ovulate. Generally, ovulation is when you're like, God, my bum looks great in those jeans. You're like, my skin is glowing. So your body is unbelievable that when you ovulate, you release hormones, not only to make you feel more attractive to yourself, (laughs) but to the opposite yeah, to your to the opposite sex. And I personally notice this with my husband. I know this sounds mad, but like he wouldn't know I'm ovulating and he one million, one million percent will be more, you know, you know, coming on to me. Um around when I'm ovulating and I'm literally just standing there and be like, oh my God, nature is amazing because all your body wants you to do is reproduce that is literally what we are designed to do and I'm not saying this is me saying women have to reproduce I mean ashing in her 20s didn't even know if she wants to have kids so like I can definitely relate to women who do not want to be a vessel just for making babies but you know technically that is what we're designed to do and ovulation you get a peak in libido and I think that's really important as well let's go back to the pill for a second you don't get this like people on the pill are just basically flatlined the whole time so all you have for your own sex drive is literally your own motivation and I know like when you've had a mad day in work and you see the dishwasher and you're up the walls and you're feeling crap like literally the last thing on earth that you want to do sometimes is have sex so you know sometimes it's nice to get a little bit of boost in hormones or literally the other half actually making an effort out of nowhere do you know that kind of thing um the big thing about ovulation and this is something girls honestly it has kept me awake thinking about why we were not taught this in school there is six days I'm going to repeat that again, six days of the entire month that you can get pregnant. Like it is so hard (laughs) to get pregnant. And yet, I think it's just kind of that Catholic Ireland thing when we were, you know, growing up in school that it was like, never have sex or you will be pregnant immediately. Um, That we just, there was just no education around that. And basically, 
those six days are the day that you ovulate. So ovulation is when the egg releases from your ovaries. And again, like we actually did do this in school as well. Sometimes I laugh about this, but it was like the ovary and the fallopian tube travel down into the uterus. Like it's so far removed from what we actually feel. So I'm just like, it's just so annoying that it was never just explained in like normal terms to us. But yeah, so that egg gets released when we ovulate and the egg only lives for about 24 hours. So say that's day one, but the tricky part is, and I always find this mad, sperm lives for five days. Like, what is it doing for those five days floating around? I always think about this. So technically, right, let's say for argument's sake, you ovulate in day 15 of your cycle. So day 15 ovulation and those five days before, if you even had sex, say on day nine of your cycle and you hadn't had sex since, technically, you know, ovulation occurs and sperm is actually like hiding in the shadows, waiting to just jump out and impregnate you. (laughs) That's what I always think. So, you know, those six days and once you get to know your cycle, like if you're aware of those days, all you have to do is not have sex or unprotected sex on those days and you won't get pregnant. And once you know that you've definitely ovulated, you are as likely to get pregnant with like a lamppost. And I know it sounds mad, but like it's absolutely impossible to get pregnant once you have ovulated. We only ovulate once in a cycle. So knowledge is power. Like I said, if you don't want to be on birth control and you're in like a long-term relationship, like myself, for example, like this is what I would do. I just literally know my dates and I'm just careful around those dates and the rest of the month you can have a ball, have all the unprotected sexes you want and you won't get pregnant. And obviously unprotected sex doesn't protect you from um, like STIs and things like that. So just keep that in mind if you maybe have a few partners, things like we're, we're talking here, just getting pregnant. So again, like knowledge is understanding those six days of your cycle. The one thing I get my clients to do, and I'm always like, this is probably the craziest or weirdest homework you've ever gotten, is um, to keep track of their cervical mucus. <laughs> so what I mean by that is you'll notice yourself, your discharge changes throughout, the, throughout your month. And before you get your period, I always say, think of raw egg whites. So, okay, just think about that for a second. It's clear. It's kind of like congealed together. Um, It can kind of like, it's very slippery within your fingers. And, you know, it can actually even kind of, um, it's quite silky. Because it makes it basically what it's fertile mucus to make sex feel amazing sometimes it actually might come out in like a clump and it's it's really really quick it's one of those things like blink and you'll miss it it's not something that lasts for five days before you get your period it's usually only around the 24 hours before and this is great as well for people who are kind of maybe you came off the pill actually or maybe you have a bit of an irregular cycle and you're not really sure if you're ovulating keep an eye on your cervical mucus and if you do see that mucus and you're like oh okay I think that's what Ash was talking about just make a little note in your phone of when that was and if it is ovulation if you have ovulated you have to get a period within two weeks so that's kind of a good indication for, for people. And basically what that means as well. So let's say you see someone and they get their period once every six weeks. It means that first half of their cycle, so that estrogen phase is four weeks long. Then they ovulate and then they get their period two weeks later. So if you have a long cycle, it's always the first half that's pushed out. So I hope that makes sense for people. So basically, I want you all tracking your cervical mucus uh, from now on. 
Okay, so you've ovulated um, and this is actually when all hell breaks loose now. Some people feel crazy, have the worst PMS from the day they ovulate up until they get their period and it could be two weeks for women. And lads, that is no way to live your life. Imagine bleeding for a week, feeling great for a week and then having horrible PMS for a week. You literally (laughs) have one week of the month where you feel human. Like we are not designed to do that. So second half of your cycle and once you've ovulated, a hormone called progesterone kicks in. Gals, if I could bottle this and wear this as perfume, I actually would. Progesterone is the most amazing hormone. And this is why we are better than men. (laughs) They don't make progesterone. (laughs) But the first thing it does is it's a really calming hormone. So it's amazing for anxiety. It's really, really good for mood. If you've ever talked to someone who's nine months pregnant, they're usually so chill, even though they are about to give birth. And that is progesterone through the roof. So pregnancy is a really, really good kind of like snapshot. Or people are like, oh my God, you're glowing. You look amazing. That is your progesterone at play. Or someone might suffer with acne, um, maybe before they get pregnant or even the start of their pregnancy. And then definitely by like, you know, the last trimester, their skin is completely cleared up. That's usually again, progesterone. So unbelievable hormone for mood. It's also a natural painkiller. And it also helps lighten your periods or I kind of say like hold in your period. So let's go back to my water balloon for a second, which is your period. Estrogen has filled that up the first couple of weeks, the first say two weeks, if that's what your cycle is. You've ovulated, then progesterone kicks in. And imagine your progesterone like two hands holding that water balloon in. And it's meant to last you for the whole two weeks. And once you um, run out of progesterone, you let go and you get your period. So that sounds okay in theory. But if you're having a very, very short cycle, let's say I see someone and their period is coming on day 24 every single month. Or if you're getting spotting before your period, spotting is a sign that your progesterone is low. And again, the way to think about that is imagine instead of holding on with two hands, you're literally barely clinging on with one hand. And obviously that water balloon is kind of start like leaking. That's the kind of analogy I give to clients anyway. So the goal is we want as much progesterone as possible in that second half of your cycle because it's lack of progesterone that causes your PMT. PMT is premenstrual tension. And basically what I mean by that is all the shit, (laughs) all the shit things that happens before our period. And what I mean, okay, menstrual migraines, sore boobs, cramps, acne, oily skin, anxiety, sugar cravings, insomnia, constipation. Gals, I could go on and on and on. But the really interesting thing here is this is the same. So PMS is always lack of progesterone, whether you are 11 and you just got your first period or whether you are 45 and you're perimenopausal. It's always the same cause. Again, imagine we knew this. Imagine we knew how to preserve or to make as much progesterone as possible, how much better our lives would be. So I've just mentioned there, it's lack of progesterone that causes these problems. Imagine if we had a lot of progesterone, you're not meant to be anxious. Like I've said to you earlier on, you should get your period, be like, Janie Mac, I forgot I was getting my period today and not even think about it. That happens to people who have enough progesterone in the second half of your cycle. So the first really, really key thing to understand about our beloved progesterone is it only 
kind of kicks in or it only gets made if you ovulate. So some people I see, and this is generally women with very, very long cycles. If you have a 40 day cycle and then your period ends up being really, really heavy and really, really painful, you probably haven't ovulated or it's very, very likely you haven't ovulated. And just imagine it like this. You have, say, six weeks of constantly filling up that water balloon the whole time. And eventually it's going to burst and it's going to cause really, really heavy periods. Well, again, what should happen is the water balloon gets filled up for two weeks progesterone kicks in it makes that nice and light so it's not too heavy and it's a natural painkiller so you're not absolutely crippled with cramps around your period so that's the first thing and second thing as well is um stress steals our progesterone so guys I know like when I first learned this I was like good luck god bless good night I'm doomed like what can we do that yeah, what you need to do is go to Hawaii and quit your job and run away from your family. Like, that's what we need to do. But okay, obviously we can't do that. So what else can we do? I always say to clients, like, the way we live our lives is not the way we are designed. And think about your progesterone like a bag of popcorn, right? Bear with me for a second. One thing you will learn listening to this over the next couple of weeks is I love my analogies. (laughs) So progesterone, your bag of Manhattan popcorn. And every time you trigger stress, you are stealing a piece of popcorn. So let's not even worry about like husband stress, kids stress, work stress, you know, life stress, money stress. They're like normal life stressors. Let's just think about things for a second that people don't realize are triggering stress. Caffeine. And literally everyone is going to (laughs) die thinking about this, like my morning coffee. I do not mean give up your good for the soul, your morning cup of coffee. But if you're someone getting up and you're a little bit hungry getting up in the morning, but you manage to have a coffee and coffee suppresses appetite. So all of a sudden you don't need to eat for another three hours and then you've another coffee in the morning um, or you're taking pre-workout the minute you get up in the morning. Like caffeine works by triggering stress that put it this way, right? Imagine you were being chased by a tiger. Are you hungry? Are you thinking about sex? Are you thinking about food? No, obviously not. Like in a fight or flight situation, food and kind of, you know, anything else, anything but bar keeping alive is the last thing your body is thinking about. So the way caffeine works on like a less dramatic way is it triggers cortisol. It actually triggers your stress. It actually triggers your stress hormones. So, um, That's why all of a sudden you can go all day without having any food when you're drinking coffee. But what your body is doing though is you're triggering stress. And every cup of coffee, you are stealing a piece of popcorn. You're reducing your progesterone. So first thing I would recommend to clients is reduce the caffeine. And again, I don't mean give up that morning, good for the soul, cup of coffee. But if you were kind of someone who like, you know, would have coffee in the afternoon. You may be having three cups a day a day as well. Maybe consider going decaf instead um, because you're still having your kind of your good for the cell coffee. You just aren't having that caffeine kick that goes along with it. The second thing that's going to steal your bag of popcorn is um, being hangry. And literally, I can admit I am the hangriest monster ever. My husband has emergency emergency snacks in his car for me. <laughs> I am a nightmare. Like, and I actually think it's an illness personally. Like, you know, I cannot be victimized because I get hangry. <laughs> but I'm sure so many of you can relate to this, where literally your blood sugars drop, you cannot function, you're jittery, you're jittery, your hands are shaking, you're like in the kitchen 
like eating a biscuit making lunch because you're like I am gonna die basically and that's exactly what your body thinks is happening your body is like we're gonna die we're never gonna be fed again let's trigger every single stress hormone in the body so Ashing will go and eat some food to keep us alive and people let this happen like three times a day like I know so many of you listening who have worked from home, let's say for the last two years, you're working on your laptop and you're like, oh my God, it's half three. Like I forgot to have lunch. And the reason you realize you haven't eaten is because your hands are literally shaking as you're writing an email because your body is so hungry. So this is the next little tip here for our beloved progesterone is make sure that you are eating regular meals and even more importantly, making sure there's protein with your meals because that's going to balance out those blood sugar levels. We're definitely going to go into a little more detail with this in other episodes, but this is just me giving you some basic tips to start with. The other kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Lifestyle kind of habit, I would say a lot of us have gotten into recently is hit workouts. Intense, sweaty, I can barely drive my car home workouts, okay? We've all done them. I love them myself. But let's say you're doing that first thing in the morning or actually even any time of the day, your body is like, okay, lads, are we going for a run or are we being chased by a bear? And if you're being chased by a bear every morning or four times a week for 10K, like your body is really, really going to feel that. And again, let's say you've let your blood sugars drop that day and you've had three coffees that day and you've had your tea and you've had your Diet Coke, which is also caffeine. Like you can really see very, very quickly how all these little things add up. And like I said, I have not even looked into family stress, work stress, life stress, money stress, normal everyday stressors. I haven't even talked about sleep. We haven't even gone to any more detail about our uh, diet. So you can see straight away how quickly you can literally be stuffing your hand into that bag of popcorn and why so many of us are suffering with our hormones. Okay, so we've talked about estrogen, we've talked about progesterone and the goal always is to have these two hormones balanced. I'm not going to go into massive detail today on estrogen levels, but we're real, I will definitely um, cover this in a later podcast. But I just want to give you a little bit of tips straight away. Like those stress management tips will stand to you so much if you start looking into that now. The best way I always remember estrogen and progesterone, I describe to clients is, imagine your estrogen phase, like you go and get on a Friday night, you want to have drinks, you're dancing on the tables, you get up on Saturday, you're ringing people for brunch, like you just want to be with people the whole weekend and you're buzzing and you're full of life. Whereas your progesterone phase, you're more chill, you're literally like waving your friends off as you're standing there in your dressing gown with your face mask and you're taking them away and you're wine in the fridge and you're so happy just to be on your own. So think of proge- uh, your Eastern phase, like your real kind of creative phase where progesterone is kind of more like inward, calm. And again, people on the pill do not have these hormones. So how can any doctor, or anyone turn around and tell a woman ovulation is just for making a baby. So last but not least, we are going to do a little Q&A. Um, it's called the Clueless Queens Q&A. And I'm going to do this at the end of every single episode. Um, I actually got a voice message in from someone, which is brilliant, which I'm going to play now. And I'm going to answer your questions. Hi, Ash. Um, I have a quick question. I've noticed over the last couple of months that sometimes my period is perfect and other times I can be absolutely dead in bed. Is there any reason for this and is there anything that I can do to help? It's just driving me mad at the moment because I'm finding it really hard to plan social events because I don't know if I'm going to be dead or if I'm going to be fine. 
So I actually love this question because it's so, so common. And like, I even noticed this myself with my own hormones. Imagine your period like your monthly report card. So for this girl, she's months where she's actually feeling great and she gets her period and be like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was getting that today. And other months, she's up the walls and feeling awful and worried about social events and it completely affects her life. What I would say in these situations is you need to take a step back and look at what you've done over the last four weeks. Have you done a hit workout every single morning? Have you had four coffees a day? Have you been up the walls with a deadline in work? Have you been fighting with your partner? Have you been sick and being on antibiotics? Is there a reason why stress has been a bigger factor? And for a lot of people and most girls I would work with, they're like, oh yeah, I had COVID last month or oh yeah, this, this and this. I had deadline, I was doing exams or I really wasn't looking after myself. I wasn't sleeping properly. There's normally a reason why this is happening. So again, we're definitely going to look into this in more detail in a couple of um, episodes time. Um, But again, think of your period like your monthly report card. And it's a way of your body kind of checking in and saying like how good or how bad you've been that month. Okay, so you've heard from a clueless queen there and we've answered her question. I'm going to have a little look at the um, question box I also put up on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. My handle is Nutrition. And before every single episode, I'm going to put up a question box and I will do my best. I probably won't get to answer that many on here, but I will definitely try and answer these on my stories over the next couple of days because obviously I do appreciate you guys so much sending in your messages and um, it is hard to get back to people. This is the thing in relation to DMs. Like I do run very, very busy clinic and I do always think Instagram gets a little bit neglected sometimes. So um, the Q&As are a great way to ask me questions. Um, I got a really good question here and it's quite common and it's how do I know when day one is? Is it the red blood or the dark blood? So day one of your period is always a day of your first proper bleed. Sometimes you might get spotting a few days before or even just the day before but that's always the end of your old cycle so once like basically once all hell breaks loose (laughs) and you get that first proper bleed that is always day one and this is important for um, tracking your cycle as well another really common question I'm just scrolling through here that I got was asking how do I know when I'm ovulating like how do I track my cycle Um, there's an app that I would use it's called Natural Cycles and I have a highlight on my Instagram on this where I explain it a little a bit more but this is basically um, a thermometer and it's not like the apps guys you cannot rely on like your flow app to tell you when you're ovulating that is literally a guess whereas natural cycles is based on your body temperature and it's an algorithm that works out when you're ovulating so highly highly recommend looking into that so gals that brings us to the end of the first episode of spilling the tea i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you got loads of useful information there um, i can't wait to hear all your um great hormones you're going to have now over the next couple of weeks and i'm looking forward to chatting to you all again in the next episode